All right, Anthony on Air Podcast, back for another episode. Frankie C. in the house. We are talking about these leaked Hunter Biden texts. Uh, plus, Donald Trump exonerated. Matt Gates and Newsmax, we got more on that. Billionaire taxes, Chris Harrison and his settlement with ABC. Kanye back in the Dayton pool. Army Hammer has gone to rehab. We'll tell you which one. Hey. And uh, the JSABs Duncan War rages on, and it is uh, it is pretty shocking. The latest development um, might lead to the deterioration of the Anthony on Air podcast. I don't know. Whoa. It's a big one. We'll get into Yikes. it. Let's start with Hunter Biden. How you doing there, Frankie C? I'm doing okay. What's going on with Hunter? So we still don't have uh, I boy, I wish that Giuliani would release that uh, Hunter Biden information he's been holding on to so dearly. It's amazing to me that the Daily Mail has been able to get more Hunter Biden information out than Giuliani. And he's been holding on to that hard drive for six months. It's because, you know, Giuliani doesn't know what he's doing. So clearly um, Hunter Biden uh, had a bunch of text messages leak on him. And uh, they're not great. Use the N-word quite liberally. Yikes. Threw it around quite a bit in, I can honestly tell you, the most unnecessary manner you could possibly think of. I mean, the only way this would be worse is if he was actually saying this to a black person. Um, This is not good. I didn't hear about this. Daily Mail got the text messages it is uh it's several messages that took place between he and his lawyer um unlike ellie kemper where this was like uh you know hers was like 30 years ago whatever it was this was 2018 so not good really should have known better by then when you're like 51 you kind of should know know better than that um He was communicating with his uh, corporate attorney, George Mezrez, who is white, and uh, threw around uh, the racial slur with phrases including true dat, N-word. Yikes. First of all, no adult male really should be texting true dat. Let's drop the N-word for a second. True dat. True dat's... I think once you get a mortgage, it's time to drop that true that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. In December of 2018, a conversation, Hunter asks Mezarez, how much money do I owe you? Because you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. Ooh. That is some extremely racist shit. Is this real? Because this seems like over the top. This... I don't know if you know this, but despite what the right has tried to do to smear Hunter Biden, regardless of that, Hunter Biden kind of sounds like an asshole. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, he could be a big asshole. He's probably, and if this is real, then he's a big asshole. Yeah, kind of. I mean, even pre this, like, you know, not to say that alcoholics are assholes, but he kind of lived that pretty much privileged life of my dad will take care of everything and I could be a jerk to everybody that I, uh, I come in contact with. Right. Now, this is all the Daily Mail. I don't see it anywhere else. I mean, where the Daily Mail just, just has it. Nobody else seems to be carrying this. 
Yeah. Not well, even Fox. They were the ones. Uh, they were the ones who came across uh, the uh, the text messages. Um, in another chat a month later, Hunter cracked jokes about his little Hunter, and then told Mezrez, "I only love you because you're black." He's not black. That's interesting. Mezrez responded by saying, "It's annoying when you interject with frivolity," which sounds like a thing a lawyer would say. Um, the Daily Mail pointed out that the damaging text emerged just days after his father, President Joe Biden, gave a speech decreeing racism on the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. Biden has sought to portray racial justice as a top priority for his administration. Hunter also saved a meme with a photo of his father hu hugging Barack Obama with the caption describing a joke conversation in which Obama says, going to miss you, man. And Joe says, can I say it just this once? And Obama sighs. And says, go ahead. And Joe says, you my N-word, Barack. Which I have actually uh, seen that meme. And I, I don't think that's funny. Yeah, it's or, not good. If, yeah. if it's true, then, and yeah, no good. This, and it seems like a lot. I mean, people who, you know, celebrities who get caught with, it's like one thing. But this is a lot. He said that, you know, if these are accurate, then this is an actual, this isn't doctored in any way. Or, or fake news are you implying that the daily mail is making this up no i'm saying that maybe their sources made it who the hell knows but i'm saying no i'm saying if it's real it's extremely bad if it's you know because it seems like over the top mm -hmm. doesn't it like usually you hear something like this it's one or one occasion or two occasions this is like a lot well, they have the actual text messages. They they got the actual uh, text messages. I'm looking at them. No, I understand that. But yeah. if someone didn't, you know, Photoshop them or whatever. No. Oh. I mean, I don't think so. Okay. I then... would I would put some faith in the Daily Mail that they would back this up and not just go ahead and print this. Yeah, I hope I hope they do. Yeah. That is not good. No. Not great that at is all. A piece of crap thing. i gotta tell you the worst one is the hennessy thing i mean obviously throwing the n-word around not great but when you back the n-word up with a hennessy stereotype like that is you're talking just, about a special class of douchebag yeah no, that's big big old douche right there yeah and that's i mean you're especially i mean not for nothing but it shouldn't be done at any time but especially if your dad's about to run for you know for president no shit also kind of insulting too since your dad served as vice president for the first african-american president in the history of the oh country. there's so many layers of, of terrible this is yeah <laughs> we could just this keep not piling you know. onto this lasagna of awfulness how do they get that i mean someone had a, it was i mean the lawyer had to let it go somehow my guess is the lawyer yeah i mean that guy by the way, do you want to guess how much the lawyer charges per hour? Got to be a shit ton. Mm -hmm. $1,500. That's a lot. Yeah, no. Uh, $845 apparently is his rate. That's insane. Can you imagine? If my lawyer charged $845 an hour, I'd be like, hey, Ray, it's me, Ann. Listen, I'd be talking like the micro machine guy. Remember that guy? Like, that was 60 seconds. What is that? <laughs> Divide it. Do the math.
<laughs> Looking at this, I'm going to send you a form. Can you call me back? And then thanks. This is 46 seconds, by the way. <laughs> Click. Yeah, I'm, I'm counting on my end. Click. <laughs> yeah. That was 20 bucks. There's no way. Now, what I find most upsetting about this, besides the obvious uh, racial overtones, uh, but I am not black, so... Um, you are not black. No. This could strike me in a different manner than it would most uh, African-American people. But um, I really take offense to this and the fact that it's really not funny. And I really take offense to people that drag on not funny jokes. Yeah. To the umpteenth degree. Because, by the way, it's not just the races. I'm leaving out a bunch of stuff. Just really cheesy shit where he calls him like Michael Cohen at one point. And um, just annoy, like just annoying, bad, like shitty jokes, you know. And it's like what I really hate about that too. Most of all, besides, you know, it's bad when you annoy somebody with bad jokes, but it's really, really bad when you are annoying somebody that you pay with bad jokes, because then it's yeah. kind of like you're just paying them to laugh at you. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you make bad jokes to someone and he's. He's gonna be like, ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's good, good one. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, mean, I have a I, hard time with that. Did he reply? Did the guy, did the lawyer write back? You know, and and reciprocate in an equally racist, ridiculous way? Uh, no. He he. Other than he was kind of saying like, hey, this is you know, you're being like a little annoying, you know. Yeah. Then the lawyer released it. Yeah, I I think so. It doesn't show the lawyer in a bad light, does it? Not really, you know. I'm looking at this. Like a one, that one exchange. He asks, "Where do you find unconventional love, George?" And he writes, "The lawyer writes back. God loves you unconditionally. Bo loves you unconditionally. Children are too young to understand what it means, but you will show them. There are ideals of unconditional love that serve as proxies. I don't have many." You, God, and then his response was, "Oh my God, did you just?" Did you just a fictional character from the imagination of collective frightening? I, I, I can't even read this. This is so annoying. What the hell? Um, and then he wrote, my penis as of late has been unconditional. Are you serious? Yeah. How could this be real? How could any? Uh... And the lawyer said, that's why we're searching, like meaning searching for unconditional love. And he responded for my penis. And Wait, stop. And the lawyer said, and we'll always be searching. And he said, it's a big penis, George. They always find it. And I only love you because you're black. You're, 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 tro you're, you're trolling people. This is not real. That's insane. <laughs> that is like ridiculous. I don't know if you've hung around a lot of rich people's kids. They're kind of fucking annoying. I have not. You know, I mean, you're clearly. Not only that, like he's, he's doing this. You know, I see it. Oops, sorry. He's doing this, uh, you know, and he's paying the lawyer. Like, he's wasting the lawyer's time and his own money. I mean, this has got to be costing him too. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't see them. He doesn't give a shit because uh, he was took that. What he took that Ukraine oil job that he was making a butt ton of money for, yeah. a whole boatload of money for, and uh, you know, wasn't really yeah. working. Not a good look, Hunter. No, not at all. Not good. Not not a good look for Hunter Biden. You know. Not at all. Yeah. Um, if those text messages are real, they're out of, they're beyond. They're like ridiculous to another level. Yeah. Um, again, 
and so at this by the way this is what pisses me off about Giuliani like if you really got shit use it like you yeah. never had like you, you there's no way Giuliani was holding on to stuff like this and not why wouldn't he have used it before the election yeah I mean shit like this, something like this I would have definitely hurt Biden pre-election oh, yeah. definitely absolutely by the way I saw I was driving today and saw a uh, Biden Harris sticker and um, I'm here to tell everybody it's time to pull that. Stop it. Hey, pull that there's a lot shit. of people who still don't think that they won. So maybe <laughs> that's true. But it is fucking June. The election was in November. It's time to tell pull that, to that shit down. Tell that to the people who still don't think he won. Yeah, I know. I know. Election's I'm, over. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, I get it. But like, you know. I always give a little bit more leniency to the people that won, you know, won. <laughs> you know, they get to leave it up for a little bit longer than the people that lost. But it is June, and it's time to just yank that maybe, right off the back of the car. Maybe you can't get, sometimes they're hard to get off. I, I don't know why people would put them on the car to begin with. I wouldn't. I, was always, I, I can't stand putting on my parking sticker. Like when I park at the train station. Yeah. The parking sticker's on the back. It's like, wow. Hate it. I gotta, I gotta rip that off somehow. And it's gonna leave that white glue crap on it. Dude, I hate it. I have a I have a gate where I live. I you know, I live in a, a mm -hmm. gated area and I refuse hospital. Not, God. Not to brag or nothing, but you know, us right. high society types, we like to live behind mm -hmm. the gates. Right. Away from the riffraff, if you will, Frank. I, I will. Um and uh I put that shit on the inside of my car. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't like, I, I don't like anything permanent on my car. That's the thing. I mean, they, they make it, I think there was a choice. Like you could put it on the back window or something, but I mean, it's still, it's on your, I, I was like, ah, screw it. I just put it on. Not like my car is like a, you know, Mercedes yeah, or anything. Still, crazy. I, I, I don't, I hate it. I don't like the idea. The le I don't put anything on the back of my car. The last thing I put. Uh, remember post nine eleven when we were going crazy with the, the ribbons. American flag, yep. The yeah, American flag ribbon. That I did, partially because I was feeling the the national pride. We had to all get over, you know, we had to get past that tragedy. Uh, but the other part of it was like, this is magnetic, and I can pull. Oh this yeah, off magnets are no big deal. Yeah, but you can check my cars now. I don't have any magnets on the back of them. No, me neither. Yeah, I have a couple that. parking stickers, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so this is not great for Hunter Biden. Uh, no. You know, people are still looking for investigations into Hunter Biden. I am not opposed to any of that stuff. Um, I you think this guy someone a, calls for an investigation. That that's you know investigate. Go yeah, for it. the, the, it's not a great. It's not a great. By the way, not to to take away from this, but I always like to be fair. I heard. I literally heard the Giuliani tapes. They got released the other night. This isn't even on our rundown here. But I, I got the Giuliani tapes um, that uh, they got released the other night of him pressuring the Ukraine, Ukraine. to to announce an investigation before the elections. What a what a piece of shit. Honestly, like I really like politics aside, like this guy is dealing with a foreign power. You know what I'm saying? To to tinker with an American election. It's just it's so shitty and i, and I oh, really yeah. i i when you you knew it, I, they said it you know it had been reported but when you actually 
hear him like cajoling the guys saying like hey if you want more military aid you know you got to kind of do this and then i'll talk to trump and we'll see you know now now trump can deny that he was a part of any of it okay fine you know i don't know if i believe that but i i I see the deniability there but you uh, saw you saw trump pressuring the guy from georgia get me these votes get me these votes yeah yeah i mean he's not above pressuring people um but um but to hear giuliani say it i mean it's just i i just i i you know it's funny too we bring up i i i listen to that and i go what 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 happened to that guy that was there 20 years ago man on september 12 like that guy who like everybody fell in line behind that guy like he was just like this is the worst thing ever but he looked like he was in control from the from the go and everybody america's mayor it was unbelievable to see. And then see. he went batshit. I think it's the hair dye. I don't know what it is. The hair dye it's... leaked into his brain. It's disappointing. And you know me, I'm a team guy. I'm a loyal guy. Not that I don't love the other countries of the world, but this is our little thing. We we take care of our own little thing. You don't go to other places and try and get them to help. I yeah, don't care for that. It's a scumbaggy move. I don't really care for that. That's completely, you know, getting a foreign power to... to interfere in our election is not great the definition of uh uh what's a collusion yeah um speaking of trump mm-hmm. vindicated a little bit here on this next story i don't know the story what do you got so uh, do you remember when he went to go and um do the bible uh, picture yeah and the story was that he, um, they they cleared the park. We saw the the smoke uh, things, and and the story was that he was going to go take a picture. So they they cleared Lafayette Park for the president. As it turns out, independent watchdog organization did an investigation. That is not true. So what happened? They didn't clear the park for the president. They were clearing the park. Uh, because there had been protests there uh, for a few days, two or three days or whatever it was. And they determined that they wanted to put up a fence to, to keep the protesters in a certain area. They were to, and I could go and read all the little details here, but I'll just surmise it for you. They were told they were going to put the thing in that day. Um, Barr comes down, the Attorney General Barr comes down. And he's talking to the, uh, the, I think it was like the parks police. And he's like, is he's like, why the protesters are still here. And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're moving in, you know, to, to get the fences up. And he's like, are they still going to be here when the president comes down? And the commander of the parks police goes, what, (laughs) what'd you say? Like the, the, he, so he didn't even know, um, it, which by the way, shows a whole other like bad side of like. How did Secret Service, the Parks Police, Washington, D.C. Police, how did they not coordinate, you know, this well, run the, by the, the president? The reason that it happened, I mean, what happened? Two things happened. Two separate things happened. One, they tear gassed peaceful protesters. And two, Trump appeared later after that to take a picture. Right. Whether one was directly involved with the other still shitty to tear gas 
agree peaceful protest but protesters get tear gassed all the time the story was is they, they were moved out of the way and tear gassed because this guy had to take a picture with his bible and as it turns out that that's not actually the story that's not the case let me i'll, I'll go through it okay. quickly here it's fine uh so they determined that the park police did not clear lafayette park on june 1st 2020 can you believe that was a year ago already no i can't uh, to walk from the White House to the church so he could take a picture. According to this new watchdog report, the Interior Department's Inspector General did not determine whether law enforcement acted inappropriately against demonstrators last year and did not focus on individual incidents of police use of force, but found that poor communication between the agencies and ineffective dispersal warnings may have contributed to the confusion during the operation and the use of tactics that appeared inconsistent with initial plans. Specifically, the report found that Bureau of Prisons officers on the scene used pepper spray against protesters and that the Metropolitan Police officers used tear gas despite orders from Park Police not to do so. Additionally, Secret Service deployed against protesters before the first dispersals orders were given and warnings asking demonstrators to disperse were not heard by protesters before police started aggressively clearing the park. The office also concluded that the park police officers acted within their authority to begin clearing Lafayette Square and the nearby area before the city's 7 p.m. curfew, a move that was widely criticized at the time, having contributed to the chaos and confusion at the scene. Interior Department Inspector General Mark Greenblatt, nominated by Trump, called the events of June 1st a particularly tumultuous event in a tumultuous time and said that the review looked at why the U.S. Park Police decided to clear Lafayette Square when in the manner they did, and whether the president's plans to come out of the White House influenced those decisions. The review ultimately found Park Police had not been planning to clear the area for days to install anti-scale fencing, and that the decision on the grounds were not changed because of the president's White House plan, or the president or the White House's plans. Okay, so they cleared the area, and he still took a picture in that area after... Yeah. They but, were clear. but they didn't even know they didn't clear they didn't clear them because of the picture but they were cleared and then he took the picture yeah um one park police commander told the inspector general's office they were caught off guard about trump's plans during a conversation with attorney general bill barr who asked are these people still going to be here when potus comes out the operations commander told us he had not known until then that the president would be coming out of the white house and into Lafayette Park, he said he replied to the Attorney General, are you freaking kidding me? Okay, so then did that prompt him to no. take any extra action? No, it didn't. No. Okay. All right. And then what happened was is the Metropolitan Police get there and they just see all the protesters and everything happening and the Park Police said there's no need for force. They, they uh, miscommunication or didn't hear or whatever it was. They tell everybody to get out of the park. People, people don't hear it because of all the, the screaming and the chanting and the yelling and whatever. And then they just, somebody gave the go to clear the place. And that, and then that, it just kind of happened that way. But it wasn't. I'm losing you. Hold on. But the, Hello? yeah, can you get, you got me now? Anyway, you got me there, Frankie C. Uh -oh. I lost you. I don't know what's going on. We back now. Can you hear me now? Can't hear you. Okay, great. Um, All right, I think I got you. It was just a series. It turns out it was just a series of miscommunications. I was like Can't one one bad miscommunication after another that was was the thing that contributed to it. But it's not like the president went out there and was like, 
clear that park, I got to take a picture with, you know, with the Bible in front of the thing, which no, was never, what the story. Yes, it was, it was what the story was at the time. No, the story was not that he had it cleared out, that that his people cleared it away, that the Trump administration and then he went and then took a picture like it may, may not have been his idea. Right. But he still went along, you know, and, and did it. But if if he didn't, you know, if his administration didn't order the place cleared, whatever, and he just went, he was just going there to take a picture. But he knew what was going on out there. It's not like there was no protesters. Why would you? I mean, what was that photo op for? I don't even know. Did he know? I mean, that's it's hard to say if he knew or not. Right. I mean, the photo op was like it seemed to be out of nowhere. What was that photo op for? That I don't know. I don't remember what it, what the point was to hold the and Bible held, up in front of the church. I forget what that it was. was. Just, yeah, it was like out of nowhere for no reason. And he, the Bible was upside down. You know, like he's never held a book before. Uh, also, they they did this. They they um, what's it called? They talked to Barr about this at the time, and you know they so they had this information. I, I assume. But Barr was saying, yeah, they used not tear gas, but they used like some technical. It's not technically called tear gas, but they said they used it. They cleared the thing, you know, so it's not like they didn't clear peaceful protesters with tear gas because they did. But it might not have come directly from Trump is what you're saying. Don't listen to Frank. He doesn't know what he's saying. I didn't do it. I did not clear the protesters. It's all the lamestream media. See what I did there? I changed Maine to lame. I'm so clever. So brilliant. Maine is lame. It Pe rhymes. People tell me they love when I do that. I don't say mainstream. I go lamestream. Oh, it gets a big laugh a amongst big, big conservatives. Laugh. People tell me all the time they love it. What a, what a clever guy. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. It was all the lamestream media trying to pit it on Trump. Trump is fantastic. Trump is amazing. What a people, gem. people tell me they love Trump. Vindicated. I am vindicated once again. Okay. Find Hillary's emails. Get back to me. Sure. Let's see your tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> Give the guy his day, though. I mean, it wasn't his fault. This is one little thing. It wasn't yeah, his fault. It wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't his fault, it wasn't his fault. But he still took a picture after, right after people were cleared with tear gas. That's he all I'm saying. Know what the fuck is going he's, on. That's true. He's, a, he's an idiot. Um, Kaylee McEnany says that uh, this is one of another hundredth time uh, episode, another episode in the 100 of how many times the mainstream media has pinned a bad story on President Trump. Um, Trump released a statement thanking the investigation, the, the general there, uh, saying that he was happy to be vindicated by him. And, um, you know, it was sad. I was I was going through people's response on Twitter. And 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 this this is, you know, like I say this all the time There's a lot to blame to be thrown around on both sides. Sure. Right. You know, this one guy was like. You know, the media said it was this and this turned out to be not true. And then he listed a couple of other things that were basically similar stories where they thought it was, you know, it was reported at the time as one thing and, and it was basically debunked. Um, and he was like, I and the, the guy ended the tweet by saying, I don't believe anything you say. And, you know, and it's therein lies the, the prompt. Therein lies why we are where we are 
today where you can't believe anybody you, it's like you unless can't. you were there what the hell are you supposed to you know you don't know nobody knows anything yeah one side says one thing the other side says another they could both be lying who the hell knows yeah you just can't i you know i was uh you know you can't believe half the shit that trump is saying i'm sorry uh, no. But it's true. And then you go on the other side with the media and it's like if it doesn't fit into their, you know, little narrative, it, it's it's they don't they're not really reporting. I mean, I look, I, I still think we need a media. I still think we've got great reporters out there doing good hey, work. Listen, OK, but the, but the scoreboard is a little one side. I mean, you got the media. Let's say I don't know how many stories did they did they get wrong in the four years he was president. And then compared to how many lies did the president tell in the four years he was president? It's a little one-sided that Trump told way more lies than the media fucked up a story. Yeah, and then, you know, it was also, um, you know, it's, it's also, and it's also us too, right? Because the media is only going to respond to what, what we, you know, like, the, like if the media was putting out stuff that we weren't eating up, they wouldn't do it. They would change the story. I was reading this thing yesterday, in fact. You know, people are talking about Asian hate crime is on the rise, right? Mm. And now people are starting to say, well, where are the facts of this? Okay, whatever. Uh, but then, you know, like you just kind of hear it and you go, well, the, the COVID and, and you see stories of Asian people getting beat up for absolutely no reason. And you go, okay, you know, I, I get it. It makes sense. Um, but you know, there was somebody, it was one of these media watchdog things and they wrote this piece about how on the cover of, I forget what it was, one of the New York city papers, I don't even want to guess and say which one it was. They had this, um, uh, elderly, uh, Asian man. He was all like bloody and it was like somebody attacked this elderly Asian man. And that was on the cover of the, the newspaper. And it was like this Asian, and, the, and the point that they were trying to illustrate was, um, that the media gets onto these narratives and they try and pump this stuff to us and sell it to us when in reality it's not really happening, right? I mean, this is basically the argument of every single conservative that is trying to debunk, debunk what the, the quote-unquote liberal media is pushing. And so they, they, they looked into it and they investigated it and they found out that on that day in New York City, eight elderly people were viciously attacked in the city at some point throughout the course of that day. But it was the Asian guy that wound up on the paper because it fits into the, you know, the narrative. Mm -hmm. And my response to that is, you know, yes, you have a point there. Like if you were going to write a story about an elderly person being attacked and you had eight to choose from, you chose the Chinese uh, guy or the Asian guy, whatever it was. I, I understand that. But at the same time, they're only putting out there what people are going to buy. You know, yeah, they're only that's putting... but that shouldn't be. I feel like not that it should be. It shouldn't be government run. Definitely not. No, but, but it's that weird media... thing of like, is that weird thing of like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's like, what came first here? Them pushing the narrative or the shit that we're interested in clicking on? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? The media shouldn't like news shouldn't rely on ratings. There shouldn't be. There should be uh, like ten channels, and that's your, that's the news. Those are the news channels, and ratings are not. They're just there to deliver the news. You tune in, you don't tune in. They get no. There no. There's no ratings reported to them. They're just on, and they're there, and so they don't have to 
you know, they report the news the way they should be reporting it. And they're not like, well, what's going to sell? They shouldn't worry about that. They shouldn't have to worry about that. It should just be, here's your news. Yeah, well, that's and, called PBS, and that's why nobody fucking watches it. That's, uh, that's Yeah, it. I mean, but that's the way it should be. And if all news was like PBS, don't listen to this man. He's just pushing the narrative. Trump was right today. That's all you need to know. Vindicated. Excuse me. Excuse me. How's January 6th looking? I see you casting doubt on what I'm saying, but Trump was right today. It's just fantastic. Fantastic news. A lot of people. I'm glad you said that. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that. But a lot of people are congratulating me today. A lot of people congratulating Trump. By the way, look for my new workout tape where I this is basically burning a lot of calories by doing this right now. See what I'm it's doing here? It's not bad. I'm going to get rub, the accordion. rubber bands and attach it to the to, to the door. This is how it's we're pretty good. Burn the, get back in shape for 2024, Frank. That's what we're doing because we're going to run against Sleepy Joe. He's not even awake right on, now. Put your pants on backwards. <laughs> get your rubber bands going. And let's go. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, my final point about this. Again, I got to point out hypocrisy where I say it. So Trump stops his blog, right? And always discredits the mainstream media. But when the guy vindicated him today and said he was right, what did he do? He sent out a press release to all the, the mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, I want you to read this discrediting yeah. you. Okay. NBC, you're bold-faced liars. But by the way, here's a press release for you. I was right. Yeah. Just putting it out there exactly um but i'm sure that if we go in and and go through all the you know abc they're all reporting it but it's all gonna get buried you know this is all gonna get buried the fact no, that trump coming was right up. everybody's reporting it it's not gonna get buried it's uh, there it's out there I, i'll be curious to see what cnn and msnbc's take on this is i'd be curious to see where this is in the rundown of rachel maddow and uh don lemon and all those is don lemon still on even i don't even i don't fucking know i think he's on I'll tell you who's not on the cable news networks, Frankie. See, that is Matt Gates. Thank God. Yeah. I think a Matt Gates show would have been electric. I think it would have would been it? it would have been something else to watch. That's for hell sure. I That's, ain't watching. That is for damn sure. Uh Newsmax spokesperson today came out and said that Newsmax turned down Matt Gates. That's pretty shocking because up until I mean it's not shocking, but no. Why would anybody want to go anywhere near this guy? Up until this guy parties with underage girls uh, and does a lot of drugs, Matt Gates was the darling. He was kind of the young gun Republican, you know, to watch out for. Like there was like rumor, there was like buzz on this guy of like could be uh, running for president one day. And be really good at it. That was all the talk before, you know, Matt Gates had 17-year-olds flying across the country. Um, but according to reports, um, Gates contacted Newsmax earlier this year. A source at the outlet said that was around the time that news broke that Gates was the subject of a federal investigation. Investigators are seeking to determine. Okay, we know what they're seeking to determine. Yeah, Um uh, spokespeople for Gates had no immediate comment about the Newsmax rejection, but Newsmax said uh, that uh, they rejected his request for a job. So he wanted a job there. 
Yeah, he wanted a job there. Like he was, he was jockeying for a job. Oh, but... for sure. I thought you meant he he was going to be interviewed or he's going to have. Oh no no a no segment or something. No, remember we've been fought, we've we've talked about this before. Oh, like so, that then, he... so he's out. Of, he's not getting a job at Newsmax. Yeah, because it was reported. Sources were saying, but no source from the actual network. Now the network is coming out and being like, "Yeah, we rejected." Yeah, no it. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> when there you... are lots of other people we can get. When you can't cut it at a cable news network. Uh, when when cable news network looks at you and goes, oh, we can't go near that. I mean that. Especially is if you're shitty. a if you're a, a senator. Yeah, right. Exactly. And not to take Newsmax out a notch, but they kind of deserve it. Especially a newer cable news network. Not that the older ones have much more, you know, credence to them, but the newer ones are particularly shitty. You know, they're really really awful. I don't know, man. I just think all news. It's got the news format that we have. The system that we have is broken, and it's got to be reformatted. Everything, the whole, every news channel should just be, again, no, they shouldn't really have to rely on rating. It should be like how a church doesn't have to pay taxes. Mm. News channels shouldn't have to rely on ratings and advertising and all this stuff. It should just be, here's your news. Speaking of broken systems and the churches, the church paying taxes. Boy, I'll tell you what, um, there's a Canadian broadcaster. Uh, his name is Strombo. He put out a TikTok the other day and he was talking about, you know, how much the Catholic Church, you know, hid their uh, all the child abuse that they mm -hmm. had. And the fact that um, they're still tax exempt. And it, like he just like ran through this list of like it was 60 seconds of like all these things that they're getting and all the things that they've done. And it really, it was just all stuff that I knew already, but it was just horrible to see it all together. And then you kind of look at it and you go, why Why are they tax exempt again? Like, I mean, why? Yeah, I, it's religion. It's separate of, you know, church. It's all churches. It's not just the Catholic Ag church. Agreed. I got to be honest with you. Feels like we should kind of, start to put a stop to that here's the thing i yeah, feel like they were tax exempt because of what they did to kind of like all their programs and education and helping the homeless and stuff like that but it's like you know there's a lot of big you know uh, marble columns in some of these buildings and there's a lot of you know preachers driving around in fancy schmancy cars not to say that that's oh yeah no, catholicism but, but you know. Yeah, no, I get it. It, it. There should be some kind of something. It makes sense. I mean, I feel like everybody should have to pay yeah. a fair share. Yeah. I mean, that's just common sense. But, you know, billionaires as well. Why, why are billionaires getting out of this stuff? Okay, this should anger even my hardcore conservative Republican friends that don't want people to be taxed to death so that they can keep... Even my trickle-down people should be enraged by this. Bezos... Elon, Gates, Bloomberg, um, ProPublica got a hold of IRS tax information, and now we know how much these people have been paying in federal income taxes, and it is ridiculous. In 07, Bezos, who was a multi-billionaire, and now he's the world's richest man, in 07, he didn't pay a penny in federal income taxes. How is that possible? In 2011, he didn't pay a penny in federal income taxes. 
In 2018, Elon Musk, who's the second richest person in the world, paid zero federal income taxes. Uh, Bloomberg has paid no money in income taxes in recent years. Carl Icahn, also a billionaire, twice over the last few years, has not paid federal income taxes. George Soros, three years in a row, paid zero federal income taxes. Zero. Um, ProPublica pulled in vast, a vast amount of internal revenue service data on the tax returns of thousands of the nation's wealthiest people covering more than 15 years. The data provides an unprecedented look inside the financial lives of Americans' titans. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Rupert Murdoch, Mark Zuckerberg. It shows not just their income and taxes, but also their investments, stock trades, gambling winnings, and even the results of audits. How, I mean, I know there's loopholes and stuff, but you're a billionaire. There's no blanket thing that says, I'm sorry, you make this much, you're paying this much. I mean, here's, what the hell? Here's what kills me about this at the end of the day. You know, it's like when you go, you, like, you, ever, you ever go out to lunch with somebody, like maybe it's a work associate or whatever, and it's somebody who doesn't make as much as you make, and you go out to lunch, and you kind of like see them struggle for that old check and you just, I got this, you know, right. I, I, let me get this. I, it's on me, you know, that right. kind of deal. Um, what, that feeling of decency, humanity, whatever you want to call it. Why don't these people have that? Like, just because they don't have to pay the taxes doesn't yeah. mean that they have to use every single last loophole to get out of paying the tax. What what is stopping these people? And, you know, like Trump was famous for saying this. Warren Buffett came out and famously said, my secretary is taxed more than me, and that's not fair. Well, great, Warren. Then fucking pony up, big man, yeah. and put it the, in the pot. The end of that thought is, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Do something about it. Nobody is stopping you from going to your tax attorneys and your accountants and going, ease off, fellas. You don't have to hit those loopholes so fucking hard. How could there be that many loopholes? That means that a, a guy making a bill like why why aren't those loopholes accessible to people who don't you know to people who make twenty five thousand a year? Where are those loopholes for them? All right, so let's go through the numbers, right? So many Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Um, in recent years, the median American household earned about seventy thousand dollars annually and paid about fourteen percent in federal taxes. The highest income tax rate, 37%, kicked in this year for couples on earnings above $628,000. The confidential tax records obtained by ProPublica show that the ultra-rich effectively sidestep this system. America's billionaires avail themselves of tax avoidance strategies beyond the reach of ordinary people. Their wealth derives from skyrocketing value of their assets like stocks and properties, those gains are not defined by U.S. laws as taxable income unless or until the billionaires sell. So everybody criticized Gates for owning property, right? You know, what's he doing? Depopulation. He's buying all the farm. Once you control the food, you control everything. Yeah, if, you're, if all your money is in property, they can't tax it? How could, they not, how could that not be taxable? Can't tax it. Because you can't get cash from a... But it uh, continues to go up in value because all land goes up in value 
Yeah. Uh, to capture the financial reality of the richest Americans, ProPublica undertook an analysis never done before. Okay. All right. The results, here are the results. According to Forbes, 25 people saw their worth rise a collective $401 billion from 2014 to 2018. They paid a total of $13.6 billion in federal income taxes in those five years. That's a staggering sum, but it amounts to a true tax rate of only 3.4%. He told you average medium income in America, 70,000 paying 14%. These billionaires are paying around 3%. So this here's makes zero sense. Here's this the, is a broken system. Yeah, here's the true tax. Here, here's the true tax rate for some of these people. Warren Buffett, uh, he is, his wealth grew 24 by $24 billion between 2014 and 2018. His total income reported $125 million. Total taxes paid on the $24 billion was $23 million, which comes out to 1%. That's a 1% tax rate. Uh, bless him. Bezos, whose wealth grew $99 billion had a total income reported of only four point ninety nine billion dollars. Ninety nine billion dollars. I can't what? Ninety nine billion dollars is what yeah, Bezos made. That's a, that seems like a lot. From fourteen to eighteen. <laughs> he reported four point two billion. He paid nine hundred and seventy three million dollars in taxes, which is a tax rate of uh point nine percent. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. How do you make that money? and not claim that you made it it doesn't make any sense you earned that much that's how much you earned it's what you yeah because it's what you can you know if you if you're earning it and you're i guess you're putting it into money you're putting it into stocks or whatever whatever loopholes are using i don't care what it is yeah whatever loopholes are using bloomberg bloomberg's wealth grew 22 billion dollars he reported 10 billion dollars he paid 292 million in taxes that's a 1.3 percent again 70 grand if that's your income you're paying 14 percent bloomberg is paying 1.3 percent it's unbelievable this again i mean the whole everything's got to be looked at and like this is i think it's so complicated that it has to be just noodled down right whittled down to the littlest lowest thing and say yeah. all right we got to start over and because this is wrong now this is effed up this is how it's got to go you make this much you pay this much that's it let's be totally frank this is why bernie sanders and donald yeah. trump appeal to people because because credit sanders love sanders is always all over the shit and trump's no. big claim to fame was you got to get rid of these loopholes he's like i i pay but the he taxes. is a big advantage he took advantage of the, of the loopholes himself but he his big thing was you know blah 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 Anyway, fast no, forward no, but, to my point. Fast forward to okay. my point, which is, how long has Bernie Sanders been a senator for? Very long time. President Trump had four years in office in which he passed a yeah, tax plan. And none of this shit has been fixed. No, and not only that, it made it easier for the very rich to get richer and yeah. did nothing for the middle class and lower class. Zero. That was a terrible tax plan that he got passed. Zero. And Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. You know, They've been so, shouting about this forever, but until they get cooperation from everyone else, it doesn't mean anything. But 
they had a Demo- they had at one point they had a democratic president they had a democratic house and they had a democratic supreme court i, I can't hear you i'm losing you you oh, seem God. to be losing me when i'm making all my best points i God, make your to- point again i'm sorry <laughs> Now I got you. I, I was saying Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, when Obama was president in his first first term, he had mm-hmm. the House, he had Congress, you had a Democratic president, right? You had uh, even a liberal-leaning Supreme Court, which doesn't even matter in this case, but I'm just trying to make the point. Um, and nothing was done about this. Yeah, nothing's been done about it forever. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's it got to be fixed. I mean, if Bernie won... The presidency. Would this? I mean, you have to get everybody to, to jump on board with. Ask this. me the question. Good. Ask the question. If Bernie won, do I, I think did. it would have been fixed? Zero yeah. percent. Do I think it would have been fixed? Of course, because you got to get everybody to jump jump on board, yeah. and the people being paid off are not going to jump on board. But I think you got to get people more angry about this. Like I think this needs to become a, a, a super important. Doesn't matter as long as the as long as the people in charge don't give a shit. I I agree, but I feel like you know whenever you whenever this kind of comes up, you and and it, I'm just calling it like I see it. Whenever this comes up, you get typically fiscally conservative people, Republicans, shouting about how you can't tax the rich and it's not fair and you're going to kill business and the economy. And I, and although I understand that point, you know, and I agree if you're talking about somebody who's making a hundred grand or a hundred and fifty grand or doing really well, making three hundred, four hundred grand, and they're and they're employing businesses and they're gonna open up other businesses. I, I feel like you can make that argument in that tax bracket. When you start getting into the people that are making over a million, ten million, fifty billions, and they're still using that argument, you lose me. You flat out fucking lose me. But people are so hung up on trickle-down economics that they can't let it go, and it's part of the problem. Trickle-down ep- economics never works. I think until, until those conser- fiscally conservative Republicans who are not making this money, which there have got to be a lot of them, just, just going by demographic, if you cut the country in half and half of them are conservative Republicans... And you you look at the overall income in the country. A lot of those people are not making this money yet. They're protecting the people that are. It doesn't make any yeah, sense because they fund because they fund them. You don't want to make enemies of those people until you get those people to start saying this is bullshit. This is never ever going to change. And you're not going to as long as the very 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 wealthy keep funneling money to the very very wealthy. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. Yeah. By the way, the Army Hammer story, incredible update there. And also the JSABs Duncan War. And the reason why she's not on this episode, Frank, if I could be is that, totally is honest. Is this going to be the reason? Is is still to come. We still have these incredibly hot topics to come. Yeah. Uh, but I must put in a plug for the uh, Anthony On Air store. Go uh, for it. This is one of the things that goes to help fund the podcast. So if you enjoy the pod... And uh, you hate all the ads that are on the pod on YouTube. Sorry. Um, <laughs> grab a mug. Grab a mug. Grab a shirt. Grab a bag from the shop. At least you'll be putting some money into the uh, show here. And then you get a little something for yourself. It's kind of that win-win situation for everybody. So head on over to shopanthonyonair.com. Grab some uh, merch. Uh, we've got some great stuff up there, including, including the Frankie C. designed 
silhouette shirt that came from the artistic fingers. There it is. Of Frankie C right there if you're watching That's a on beaut. Facebook or YouTube. It really is a beaut. Not you know, not to pat myself on the back, but Well, I actually think you could have drew drawn me a smidge thinner, but I'm not gonna you know, I'm not I'm gonna chalk it up to you're not that not artistically that that let's 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 that's probably what it is probably my artistic ability no other it. reason for that picture to look like that <laughs> even though i literally traced it off the screen <laughs> fake news that was fake news he did not trace it off the I screen oh, all right more lies from the liberal media um chris hansen speaking of ultra nope. rich take two. Oh, i did it already didn't i did I, I said chris Han yeah i i knew i was gonna do it chris harrison harrison who was the host of The Bachelor, right? So he got into this whole thing. Do you know the story? I'll do it quick. Go ahead. I don't know. Some woman on The Bachelor went to an antebellum party who I didn't even know. I think me and a lot of other people didn't even know what antebellum even meant. There was a group lady antebellum who knew that was, you know. Right. And they changed the lady A, I think. They, they changed their name. And, you know, antebellum things, I think we're all educated now. Not a great thing. Uh -uh. Um, uh, deep rooted in racism. So, okay. So he defended this girl, you know, and, and by the way, this is not an Ellie Kemper situation where it's like she was 19 and it was a beauty pageant. It was like she was, you know, this was like three or four years ago and it was an antebellum party and so on and so forth. So he defended this girl for pretty much no reason. Um, it's funny too that even the the girl didn't get in trouble. You know, that's what I find the most interesting about this is like when you get these people that take the full, it's like when Trump said, grab him by the pussy and then went on to be elected president and Billy Bush lost his job. Like it was that just was the biggest weird... bullshit. Billy Bush was just, you know, <laughs> this. You know, but he, yeah, he, you know, he deserved a little, a little punishment, but he it's loses like... his job. His career is over. And then he and the. Uh, Trump becomes president. It's, it's like insane. It's that weird collateral damage. So that you know, this girl goes to the party, the not so great party, and he and he like he's the one that winds up taking the fall. But he defended it, whatever, and then he went to apologize for it, and he went on, uh, you know, the um, Bachelor's on ABC, and he went on the he went on uh, Good Morning America, and he uh, apologized to Michael Strahan, and then after the segment, Strahan goes, "Yeah, I don't know if I believe him." And then that was basically it. That was the kiss of death for. Uh, Is that was that aired? Like where? Yeah. Footage of that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's definite footage. I don't have it. I didn't pull it out because I didn't. It's not really the story of today, but yeah. After the after the interview, you know, they come back from commercial, and and Strahan's like, "That didn't seem sincere to me." You Wait, know? when was this apology? Because th this was. Strahan has been on the show, you know. On Good Morning America? Oh, oh, Good Morning America. I'm thinking Kelly and yeah, Kelly and Michael. Okay. Who's doing that? Good, oh, it's the Seacrest uh, now, right? Seacrest. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Anyway, um, so so that was that was basically that. But the story. So anyway, he gets fired, and then I think he hosts this other Bachelor thing, Bachelor Paradise, or some shit, and they wound up they let him go from that from that too. Sources are saying that he was making around $5 million a year. What a dream fucking job this was. To host what? Maybe a month or two of whatever the hell? Yeah. How long could The Bachelor? Now, I think they do two seasons in a year. I think it's like Dancing with the Stars. Okay. It? Let's say it's four months. Yeah. For four months worth of work. Oh, $5 my million. God. Yeah. 
And I don't really watch The Bachelor, but from clips, I feel like all the guy does is go, how'd you feel about the date? And who do you want to give the rose to? I think that's all he fucking does. He's just, yeah, he's just saying whatever the hell the cue cards tell him to say or whatever, yeah. you know. His uh, job is to stand there, read what's written for him, and never get in any sort of trouble. That is basically what he's fucking paid to do. Yeah, nobody wanted to hear from Chris Harrison on any other issue. Yeah. But here we are. This is like bus drivers and like truck drivers where it's like, just don't get a DWI. That's all you have to do. If you break into a house, not great, but you won't lose your job. If you kill somebody, not great, but you won't lose your job. You'll probably if, lose your job. If well, you maybe somebody. that if it was self-defense, I'm saying. But if you drive drunk, there's no coming back from that if you drive for a living. And this idiot basically gets in trouble. Well, this, I think also if you're if you're a truck driver or whatever and you do some racist shit. You probably lose your job too. Probably if people, yeah, if it gets around or whatever. But basically, the, the guy's job was to just stand there, be moving scenery, and just shut the fuck up. Uh, so he obviously doesn't lose his job. He must have a contract with ABC or something because they, you know, as you would expect, even, you know, even in this particular case, although what he said wasn't great, I don't know if it was necessarily grounds for them to be like, I forget what they call that in a contract when you when you're you know you're fired because you're a dick kind of thing yeah like it's you you break the I rules think it's the dick clause it's like the yeah it's like it wasn't like you weren't honorable i forget what they call it but anyway you, everybody dick knows closed. what i'm talking about the dick clause. um it doesn't just look don't like be a dick you're hired just don't be a dick just don't be a dick about it we'll be fine they didn't uh they didn't use that on him so it feels like they had some money on the line but basically a source at abc said that he got a big fat payout from ABC because when they were like, we don't want you to host The Bachelor anymore, he turned around to them and said, I have I have all the dirt on ABC, all of it. I'll wait to hear from you. That was his thing. And supposedly he got at least a $10 million payout People are saying it's about $25 million. That's been disputed since they said $25 million. Man, everything. There's dirt and everything. I can't anymore. Just to pay him to go away. Yeah. And then that begs the question, what the hell is he talking about? Like, what What the hell could Chris Harrison... I mean, it's not like he's in... I don't know. Who the hell knows what he knows? Well, I mean, they didn't have a a black bachelor till till how many seasons in, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, you know... I think they're doing the first lesbian one now or they just did it or whatever the frig it was. I don't remember. But that was, again, I've, you're talking about like 18 that. seasons without that kind of shit, too. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, so who knows what sort of meetings were behind the scenes and who acted inappropriately with who. He's like, oh, I can't. No problem. I'll be on my way. Just don't forget about all the shit I've seen. And they were like, right, here's $25 million. Oh, you're that Chris Harrison. Got it. Here you go. <laughs> Here's your check. Yeah. How great. Validate you, your parking on the way out. You can't feel great about friggin' uh, that information. Is there one organization out there that we could wholeheartedly be like, for sure, they're, they're doing everything right? I would say this podcast because of you, but also Janine is here. So I think it. I think you guys negate each other. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Janine, 
we don't have an HR department, so that's because of Janine. She refused to. She wouldn't sign the contract. She's like, "You have an HR department." I'm like, "We're getting one." She's like, "Well, now I'm not. I can't. I can't okay. commit. Can't do it." She goes, "If you yeah. promise never to have one, I'll sign." And all right. And I think my whole thing was as long as we we stick to this, we're in our own houses thing, then that's fine. <laughs> if I have to sit next to you guys, then I'm not. I'm out. Uh, Kanye spotted with Irina S H A Y K. How would you say that? S H A Y K. Shake. Shake? Shake. Shayak? Shake. Okay. Shay with a K on the end. Uh, on vacation in France, there's the young lady right there. Pretty young lady. Not bad looking for Kanye. Very, very pretty, yep. Sure. Um, you surprised at all? Like that Kanye is dating well, so fast? Are after they divorced? Kim? completely divorced it's I, over i don't think the divorce is done so we know they're dating how do we know that's a date are they just hanging out or some people saw them like kissing or yeah. holding hands or yeah they were um hey you know what what goes on between a married couple and they're getting divorced maybe they he and kim came to some kind of understanding hey can we see start seeing other people you know maybe they they talked it out by the we way, hear from Kim on this. Shaikh has been linked romantically to Bradley Cooper. Who hasn't? Um, we have. I don't know why they would write this like this. Romantically linked to Bradley Cooper, comma, the father of her young daughter. <laughs> I think that's more than romantically linked. That's pretty linked. <laughs> that's childly linked. <laughs> that's you're the father of her kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm going to take yeah. points off of page six for that one. That was a shittily said. I mean, but are you surprised? I'm so, like, here's the thing. Kanye's kind of crazy. Like, he's got some. No. He's got, like, not only the mental illness, but he loves to play the villain. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of a dick. You know, that kind of thing. How much yeah. of that is act versus his mental health? I, I don't know. I think it's a know. mental situation. I don't, I don't see. I mean, it's a lot. That's a big act. I'm surprised you you nail a, a like I'm surprised like again if he's dating you know a common person okay I get it like you're you're swinging up it's Kanye he's a superstar but she's obviously I think she's a model or whatever the hell she is actress doesn't matter who cares um, with Bradley Cooper right so she's got some clout she doesn't need the fame shtick I'm kind of surprised that he's he's been able to move on as quickly and and Why? been able to get somebody to move on with. It's Kanye. He's gonna get. He could get someone. Why would he be able to get someone? Because he's. Yeah, but he's also difficult. Kanye. I mean, I, I guess he's so. Kanye. I mean, there's this. You know, he could be difficult, but like I didn't think he's gonna be people knocking knocking on his door. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna be alone forever, but I didn't think that he would get somebody this quickly. That seems like it's fast moving to me. Hey, I mean. He's, if he's looking, people, you know, it's not. It's not like again. If it if it's you or me, it's going to take a long time. But if it's Kanye, hey, speak for yourself. I'm an Adonis. Okay. <laughs> um, Army Hammer. Also, speaking of exes, oh god. Army Hammer checks himself into treatment for drug and sex issues. Now this occurred, I believe, because and I've checked. I've done some research. There actually isn't a rehab for people that like to eat other people. Yeah, there's no rehab for that. <laughs> you know what? There should. You know why? Why wouldn't there be? Let's let, 
Well, that's obviously an issue for some people. I know people are going to make fun of Army Hammer, but give him credit. He he started a meeting for cannibals and nobody showed up. So at least he tried. Okay. I'm sure that you know, there are people in, in recent history who have done that kind of terrible, awful thing. And maybe if there were treatment centers for that specific. I mean, I don't know if there could be a treatment center for every specific ailment, but that's a dangerous one. No. Mm. I mean, hold on. I'm taking a sip of water out of my Anthony on air cup. Water tastes better in this than does it. Even Aquafina water, which is not even technically it's water, hard to do. It's will hard to do. Taste better in a in an Anthony on Air mug. Gotta be honest. Now, how you. would Arizona iced tea taste in it? Tastes like um, it tastes like unicorns and lottery winning is actually how it tastes in one of these mugs. Never, never tasted a unicorn. Unicorn winning a lottery is a great feeling. So I suggest you go to shopanthonyonair.com and check this out. Um, but what I found really interesting, and uh, credit to my man Paul. Credit to him for delivering this story first. Uh, he tagged me on Twitter, which is always appreciated when you guys come across a good Thank story. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, his ex was the one, his ex, who kind of was like estranged from him because, you know, of all his issues. He liked to eat people. Yeah, <laughs> she was the one, and she's the one who got kids with him. She was the one they were spotted in Grand Cayman at the airport two weeks ago. And he hopped on a flight to Orlando and um, went right into rehab subsequently after that. So Elizabeth and the kids dropped him off. See, well, now what I would like to see is an army hammer, um, you know, official like hospital for cannibals. Yeah, that would you be know, nice. Clinic. That would be know, nice. Cannibal clinic. I love it. I love the idea of it. All right. And you're in there, and now here's the thing. I don't know, usually, typically, with clinics, people work there. Is that tempting? It's like if you, you have, have a drug... really strong people. It's like if you have a drug clinic and a big pile of cocaine walks over and, you know, and starts talking to you about, you know, how you can do this. You so can you get think, over it. You think it's all, you think it's all like, robots and, and like, <laughs> Zoom? Zoom meetings? I don't even think Zoom Zoom is too tempting. I think you got to stack the place with robots and holograms and shit like that. You know, holograms are robots. Holograms would be cool. Yeah. But uh, again, I mean, I don't think it's just I wonder if it's like, you know, they see a person and then they're like, yeah, because we don't see cows and go, I'm starving. Right. You know, I don't think it's a uh, I see a person and I, all of a sudden I get hungry. Yeah. I don't it's think a, it's. It can't be like that, right? Yeah, because it, yeah, it's a great point because you don't see a, a a big fat cow on a McDonald's commercial. No, it's the juicy patty, it's, you know, sizzling right. on the grill. So if I were, if I was a uh, you know addicted to hamburgers, and cows were teaching me not to be addicted to hamburgers, I wouldn't take a bite out of a cow. Right. It's a completely different thing. I agree. I agree. Then again, I don't know how cannibals like to eat. No, neither do I. Do you think, you know how people that are in AA, you know, they call them like a friend of Bill. Do you think one day we'll call like the cannibal recovery people like a friend of Army? Friend of Army or a friend of Hammer. Hmm. Like there goes, or a friend of Dahmer. Like there goes, there goes Timmy, oh, friend of Dahmer. Oh, that's too soon. <laughs> yeah, that would be wrong. Dahmer, because it would have to be the person that succeeded. I think Bill right. was a success story. Yeah, no, def Dahmer did not succeed. Dahmer no. was a lost cause. Yes. 
That was not a rehab situation. No, not a great situation. Um, but yeah, I find it interesting that the wife, who like basically couldn't stand him, was like there for him, which is nice. But also at the same time, when the money stops coming in, you're kind of like, holy shit, I got to get behind this asshole now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've grown accustomed to this lifestyle. I got to make sure my kids are are taken care of. We gotta we gotta yeah, go right. see this cannibalistic piece of shit and get him into rehab now. So did he voluntarily go, like he was like, I'm deciding, I'm going in. Well, they were like intervention time and they said they forced him into rehab hard to tell but be basically like remember he he quit the j-lo movie was it j-lo or yeah it was the j-lo movie and then his agency dropped him once all the other people started coming forward and telling talking about what he did to them and the biting and all that kind of weird shit and sucking mm-hmm. blood and stuff um and uh so i mean he's kind of at the bottom like nobody's gonna touch him at this point so you gotta like it's kind of the move you go to rehab and you hope that people forget that you're a cannibal and start to hire you again that's tough if i'm making a movie and i look on someone's resume and i see former cannibal yeah i mean do you turn how do you how do you kind of you gotta put a lock on the outside of that trailer well, I was gonna say he's gotta wear the hannibal lecter mask right doesn't he if he goes into a movie again see there was a can't be friends of Hannibal now because he he was unrehab you know rehabitable rehabilitated I don't know he was you can't you couldn't change him back to normal you had it I think you rehabitable <laughs> way to go know. buddy nailed it thank you <laughs> rehab you can't get him back to normal you can't you can't I, I pulled a porky pig on that one <laughs> he's got no hope <laughs> um yeah um, but if people, you know, and it's, it's, you know, a couple of people, a couple of friends of his, I guess said like, you know, just because you grow up with money doesn't mean you, you're, you don't, you're well adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. And, hey, and everybody has their thing. Everybody has a mental, not everybody, but a lot of people have mental, you know, yeah. situations they got to deal but with. This you, is one of them. This has got to be tough again when you're eating people and you're in, you, cause you know, like when you quit smoking, you know, like people who quit smoking, like gain 20 pounds cause they're eating like chocolate and they're, you know, mm-hmm. they like if you give up on the drugs and uh, the what else was he in there for? Was it the sex? Uh, yeah, it's, if you give up the drugs, and you're not having sex. Don't you think that would turn up the whole? I gotta take a bite out of the nurse eating. bill over there. Do you, well, I mean, do they? What do they, What do you feed a rehabbing cannibal? I mean, do you give him steak? Do you give him meat? Or is it like a strictly vegetable diet? I think you got to go cold turkey and give him just broccoli, just a lot of broccoli. Chicken? No. No, that, that tastes like are, chicken. All meat That's out. the old fish. Man, I don't know. I Carrot. also all meat. If you're trying to, if you're trying to cure a cannibal. All meat's out. Yeah, carrots and broccoli. I think that's all. Yeah. You're strictly vegan, vegetarian. Salad. I think you gotta go. Ve- I think you gotta go vegan. I honestly, you want to keep that rep and you want to be like, hey, that I'm born be, again. That's the next move for him. He comes yeah. out of rehab. He goes, I'm a vegan. That's it. That's the move. That's he, the move. And and by the way, this is in Orlando. You can't be seen in Disney World a couple days later with one of them big turkey legs. Turkey it's leg. not an optic you want to send out there. Which are delicious, by the way. So good. I don't know what they're doing to those things, but I don't know why. They're good. Putting that, and I, I never have the turkey leg at Thanksgiving. But I know. Put me in a, put me in a theme park. Oh my god! It's something about it. Th- it's like having pizza, but when you go to the beach, like it's just more delicious it's, that way. It's the adult ice cream cone. 
ice cream cone for mom and dad. Yeah. The kids yeah. have ice cream. You got a giant turkey leg. Every time I go to Disney World, I get that huge turkey leg. It's good stuff. Yeah. Did you know that Walt Disney was an anti? Shut up. Let me. Can I just enjoy my fucking turkey leg without people ruining everything? Everything's ruined. You can't go to anything. You can't do anything anymore. Can't do a damn thing anymore. I really can't. Something, something was affiliated with something a million years ago, and it's like that's what I'm saying. I can't. I mean, Walt Disney's dead. By the way, and again, not to be anti-Florida here, but is Orlando the best place to get over uh, drugs and sex issues? Because I feel like that's all they're doing down there in Florida is getting buzzed and sleeping with their, you know, their wife's sister. I think that's basically that's, what happens. That's on their flag, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's their state motto. It's on the license plates. <laughs> Is that man? Have some drugs and sleep with your wife's sister. What's on that license plate? Is that man being inappropriate with that woman? No, no, that's his wife's sister. Oh, oh, it's appropriate down in in Florida. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, and but not no everybody. I don't want to say everybody, but at least ninety eight percent of them down there. I think strong, strong ninety eight. Big numbers, but uh, yeah, but no eating people. That's true. I feel like drug rehab, like that's like a New Hampshire thing, like because there's just nothing to fucking do there anyway, except watch yeah. the foliage change and paint. Like you just I go feel up there. Like, and... Yeah, I guess. But does the fact that there's nothing to do there lead to more drug use? I don't think so, because it's like, like it's like, oh, let's go get some drugs, and it's like, all right, sounds good. And then you're like, oh, shit, we're in New Hampshire. We're like three hours away from any decent drugs. But if we yeah, want to paint something, true. you know, because that, yeah. that's what happens. And then you just go, fuck it. We'll just go antiquing. And it's like, great. There's like 17 antique shops in this town right here. That's true. Yeah. You could stock up on maple syrup because, you know, that's flowing like water. It's all maple syrup and antique shops. All of it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, finally, Frankie C. It's fun to generalize when you're shitting on states in your own country, I think. It's really, I find it. It's fun. Final topic of the evening uh, of the show, I should say. Uh, Jay Sabs and the Dunkin' Donuts War. Now, right. I have apologized to Jay Sabs. I think it was last episode, maybe the one before, um, because I, in her face, essentially, uh, went and patronized the Dunkin Donuts right after she was uh, I believe expelled from from mm -hmm. participating in in the establishment uh, near her home today so, yeah go ahead I received a correspondence from Dunkin Donuts corporate uh oh I'm fairly sure I was the only one who received this uh, and I say that because they wrote directly to me. As you can see right there, Frank, not only is it my name, but if you look up in the in the corner here on this side by my old thumb, it's my name in the Dunkin' Donuts font. Okay, they don't just do that for anybody. That's a special email right there. That's because that's they know who you are. And now we all have your email address. Yeah. No, I blocked that out. Oh, um, okay. And they offered me a... And Ged, why don't you read read what it says, Frank? I can't see it. Oh, your free beverage is waiting. That's a real slap in the face of Jay Sabs. She's out there just trying to get her extra seven pumps or whatever it was she was complaining about. Um, and getting turned down. Meanwhile, corporate's going, you know who's nice and has kind eyes 
is that Anthony? Let's give him, let's hook him I mean, up that, with a free drink. That's what it seems like to me. I mean, that's what's happening here, clearly. It feels like they're trying to drive a wedge between Jay Sabs and myself. Now, I haven't received my bribe yet. Right. But I'm not counting it out. I feel like we're, what could we be, a day or so away from you getting the same exact email with your name in the fancy Dunkin' Donuts font. And they, I mean, they know, they know I like the breakfast stuff. They have this impossible, I forget what it's called, but the sausage that's not real sausage. Oh, that it's gives like me the fun. runs. I love it. Mm. And I would have, I have no problem eating that over regular sausage. And it's very good. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow morning right on my doorstep yeah you know there's a guy here you go i wouldn't be surprised if they yeah if they showed up and was like hey frank we heard you have the taste buds of a 14 year old girl we want to reward you with this charlie DeMello uh cold uh, foam First brew of all, that you love so much it's a good co i don't like coffee and when you could make it not taste like coffee it's it's good mm -hmm. that's the only reason i like it. i didn't even know who charlie whatever you said what is but i like that that coffee don't you some kind of influencer, but I haven't seen a second of they're, what she does. They're going to show up with a uh, cold brew coffee and the latest record from BTS. You know, those young heartthrobs you 16-year-old you girls love so much and uh, really make your day. It's going to be nice. I'm excited for you. By the way, with that, with BTS. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I couldn't name a song. I could I don't know anything about them except that there's, they're a bunch of kids from, I don't know. From Asia, I don't even, I'm not even, I think it's South Korea. Solid guess. When you don't know, you just go Asia. Yeah. South Korea. Standard. I think, I think okay. it's Korea. Yeah. I think it's the now, South Korea. If you see, if you've seen those commercials for the for McDonald's, they're on the McDonald's commercials. Well, now. let's say this. I don't want to offend anybody. It's either South Korea or South Dakota. It's one of the two. We'll right. have our staff look into it. Go ahead. We'll get back to you. Yeah. So they have this BTS meal. Yes. Now, in the commercial, they explain that it's, 10-piece chicken McNuggets. Right. Fries and a drink. Yep. Revolutionary. Two, I, I right. don't know how they came up with it. It's a number 10. <laughs> Am I wrong here? Did they just rename number 10? No. This has been... Now you're getting nerdy marketing, Ant. This has been a constant with McDonald's over the last six months to a year. They did it with... Uh, shit. The rapper who sounds like a country star. Jason Scott or something. Tyler Scott. He's, I don't know. He sounds like a country star. I remember because I've been ignoring him for a while. And I was like, oh, this guy's a hit. Tyler's. I forget. I don't know. But his was the same bullshit. It, was a, it wasn't a new creation whatsoever. They just took a combination of shit they already had on the menu. Travis Scott. Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Okay. Put his name on it. And they fucking wind up selling through the roof. I mean, all the, the only difference is they added. They give you two sauces that i don't even one's like I don't, I don't even know what the sauces are but that's the only difference yeah between the bts meal and a number 10. yeah that's right so i mean couldn't they just i would have respected it more if they said all right it's a it's a big mac with i don't know an onion ring on it something some give me a new create give me something how fucking hard is it to stick an onion ring on a goddamn right? big mac that's it's it but I will that's say that that's reserved for the Western burger. Well, I don't know what it is about that, but whenever you slap an onion ring on a burger, it's like, go look at our Western burger, everybody. See, you know what? There you go. This is a freebie, McDonald's. You're welcome. <laughs> so you're doing 
you're doing burgers and you're doing breakfast 24 hours now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take an egg, put it on a burger, be the first fast food chain or, or one of the, you know, the big ones anyway, that puts a fried egg on a burger like everybody loves to do and make that a separate meal. You know, you have the eggs anyway. You do yeah, a breakfast. I think there's a chain that does that, like Hardee's. Yeah, but it's or probably some not a huge, a not huge, huge McDonald's. Agree. No, agree. You know why? Because it's hard to cook that yolk. You need that run of yolk when you do that, and that's damn near impossible uh, to deal with minimum wage McDonald's. workers. That plus, yeah, they're probably already made that way. They're probably not using raw eggs. I mean, you're talking about Zach, who just got a D on his uh, chemistry test, and now we're going to get him in can there get, to cook an can egg. Can we get one chef in one of these restaurants? <laughs> it's the guy that took like a semester. Here's my biggest problem, and this, this might be the biggest conspiracy theory I've ever put forth. Why, is, why does it take an onion ring to have a burger become a Western burger, but there's not an onion ring in sight when we're talking about a Western omelet? That's just peppers and onions. But and there are onions. Cheese. Yeah, but it's also peppers, and it's the ham and the cheese. That's a Western omelet. I'd like right. to get an onion ring in that egg, and now that's a Western omelet to me. Yeah, but it's hard. That's hard to eat. How could you? I actually, I think it's Bill Gates putting a stop to it. If you're, if we're going to be totally honest, I, I could see that. If it wasn't for Bill Gates and his mischievous ways, I think we'd already have this. That nuclear power plant building bastard. <laughs> um, How is that not a, the bigger story? This is amazing. I, I know, right? I just got a text message from Dunkin' Donuts that said, "Aunt." We also have a completely private enclosed bathroom for you. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's our. I'm kind of siding with Dunk, with Dunkin' Donuts now on this. And also a backhanded compliment to Jay Sabs, who, as we all know, likes to pee with a lot of people watching her in hotels. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I think I'm on Team Dunks here for right now. Yeah. This Love could... you, Jay Sabs, but uh, so you uh, give me a, my own private bathroom, then we'll talk. It's a big deal. I so I put the I put the Duncan offer on the the Instagram page for the program here, which is at Anthony's Faves. If you're following on Instagram, and uh, Janine saw it and she said, "I I I'm not going to be on the show today." And I said, so, "Is it because of the Duncan thing?" And she said, "Yeah, it's just it's it's just too close to home right now." So she's home, like writing a. See, I'm telling you, everybody everybody says don't write a letter, but you got. You write a letter that gets their attention. That's something that nobody does. Is that what sixteen-year-old right girls do? Is that what you and Charlie talk about when you're having pillow talk? Yeah, but I like to dot my eyes with hearts. That's, that's nice. The only see that's, that's nice. the only thing, and I like to put sprinkles. But if what, you're what are they? Uh, not sprinkles, glitter. But if you're trying to communicate anger, is that really is that how you slam that message home? Like I'm angry with you. Here's a here's some glitter. What if it's a glitter bomb and it's just. Can you take it seriously when it's like, I'm angry with you and the O in the U is a heart? I don't know if anybody's going to take that seriously. They think you're nuts. That's so, true. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll listen to you a little bit at least. That's true. At the very least, the authorities will be involved. Yeah. Um. So no J-Sabs. I don't know if we'll get her back again. I think this is... And by the way, she didn't even ask me. Like, she, you know, she didn't, like... Who's to say I actually took advantage or that I answered them? Did you get your free donut? Yeah, I, mean, I did. Yeah, I, I, of right. course. You're not an animal. I, who's going to pass up a free? No, it wasn't a free donut. It was a free beverage. 
Oh, free beverage. Nice. Um, yeah, I got it. But uh, I'm still. I mean, I could have lied to her. I'd be happy to lie to her and say I, I'm. I'm standing with you, Jay Sabs. I'm not going to get this. And tend to watch. She doesn't watch this show, so she's not going to know. No, no. She's not going to see this episode like ever. <laughs> she only watches the parts that she's on. <laughs> Correct. She's got. She right now. I could predict. Small prediction. Yeah. She's in the comments. Writing. I'm watching. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm telling. I listen. I don't falter. I only. I only watch the parts that she's on. I refuse to watch any of the rest of it. It's really. I don't not watch as any good. of this. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, J. Sabs legit did not do the show today because of this. That is a hundred percent true. That's not true. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to put it back together. Her and I. It feels like. Feels like just there's outside forces just tugging at this show, and I don't know if we're going to make it. So you think Dunkin' Donuts is going to be the wedge that drives us apart? It could be. Yeah, well. I, I like love, this. I love, I mean, I love coffee. Who doesn't, I, just, I fucking love, every day, like, here's my coffee. By the way, coffee in the morning, can't do it. 2.30? Oh, baby. I'm not a big that. coffee guy. I, I, I mean, it's probably better, I'm probably better off though, right? Uh, I don't know. But if Dunkin' Donuts came to me and said, I heard that Frank said he's not a coffee guy, you have to choose between us and Frank, I would honestly choose Dunkin' Donuts. I wouldn't blame you. We've only been friends for what thirty-two years, and Dunks has been around longer than that. A lot longer than that, Frank. A lot longer. They bring way more to the table. I also see Dunkin' Donuts every day. I don't really see you every day. That's true. Yeah, although you both uh, are embarrassingly associated with Charlie DeMello, so that's that is something. I that... like the coffee. I don't care. I don't even know. Yeah, but you don't have Why to do her TikTok famous? dances while you drink it. I've told you that, and you still Can you, let's just let me be me. <laughs> let me. I like to, you know, let me do me. You do you, and leave the judgment for J Sabs. All right. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. All right. Thank you. Um, any final thoughts? I really, I got to tell you something. Out of everything that we tackled today, I think the big story is there should be onion rings and eggs. I think that was that caught me off guard at how good that is. That doesn't make any sense. It's hard to eat. What do you? Um, that's what is it about an onion ring though that makes it feel premium? Like if you go somewhere and you're like comes with fries and you're like, okay, great, and you go. I could do onion rings if you want. Like, who's, who says no to that? That's true. I mean, I, I mean, that's got to be cheaper than fries. No, maybe fries are cheaper. But fries are cheaper. All right. So there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a step up from, from just plain fries. It's and, two ingredients instead of one. And our reaction is always the same. And it's like you could be at a diner or at a your burger joint, which there's always onion rings. But somebody will always go, oh, they have onion rings. And the other person always goes, oh. Like, it's... Yeah. Like we're fucking amazed all the time with the goddamn be, onion rings. Yeah, they're everywhere. I don't know why we're so yeah. shocked at the existence of uh -huh, onion rings. Yeah, <laughs> it's always the, you get the menu right. You're looking, and it's always see. I'm oh, more they impressed. have onion rings. <laughs> I'm more impressed with curly fries. Curly fries are more rare, and yeah, I it's agree. It's hard to to get that shape. But plus, whatever the seasoning is on those things, usually. My uh, my kids eat this potato it's a it's a literally a smiley face it's an emoji but made out of potato i don't know how they do it i mean i, I guess i do know how they do it yeah you do <laughs> slice Come the on. potato and then they cut the little you, holes out you idiot <laughs> yeah but i'm telling you what this thing uh, you know it's like it's 
It's more than a French fry. It's like a fried, like mashed potato. Like it's so good. I can't stop eating these stupid things, no matter what. It's so you uh, get them from the store or like from a place. Yeah, no, my wife. Yeah, for a store like freezer section. That's like yeah. a freezer section kind of thing. And you heat them up just right. And usually French fries do not do well from the freezer section in your toaster oven. It's never a good thing. But these no, things are great. You know, you know what's taken off? And I'm sure I'm late to the party. But air fryers. You are you're about I'm two so and a half late. years late to the party. But I'm only starting, not that I'm only starting to hear them, but a lot more people that I know have, are getting them. Do you have one? I don't have one, no. no. See, not everybody has them. And the people that do have them are like, oh, they're healthier. Yeah. And they rave about them. They cook everything in them. All the way. Yeah. yeah. So that might be my, our next uh, kitchen purchase. I keep telling my wife I don't want one because this is what happens. And you go, uh, if you cook the mozzarella stick in the air fryer, it's healthier because it's not in oil. And then the next thing it you is know, healthier. You're, you're just eating 20 mozzarella sticks for no freaking reason. <laughs> yeah. You see, know. 20 mozzarella sticks in an air fryer is the equivalent of... of like five regular ones right so you're, but you're good both uh, mozzarella sticks are the equivalent to a young lady's leg and i'm armory hammer i just got to stay away from it at this point like we've gone too far <laughs> like it's time i cut it yeah, out yeah i guess but holy crap fried cheese oh it's the best that's that's like one of the best things it's one it's, of the little joys in life do you i still i get cravings like a pregnant woman like right now i am craving like like barbecue, like really great, mm. like burn ends or I was in brisket. I was in I was in Atlanta a couple of years ago. Holy crap! The barbecue places there. Yeah. Not surprisingly, I just uh, they're amazing. I went that we went to a place. It was just a, a small, out of the way place that maybe sat like twenty people, and it was just barbecue joint, and they had you know. All you know, ribs and collard greens and corn and everything, and they had a live band, and it was so cool. I love and it. And it was ah, the barbecue. That's just such a cool, you know. I'm I'm craving now that you said it. My mouth is literally watering right and now. And there's nothing that you can do to like you know, there's no substitute for it. You can't go get a McRib. You know that's not no, gonna do. Just, there should see. Are there fast food barbecue places? There's really nothing like that. No. I mean. They should have, there should be like a, you know, Uncle Jack's barbecue, you know, and it's like a big chain all over the place. You get ribs, you get chicken, you get, you know, all kinds of crap, pork chops or something. It's because you can't. I mean, it would be it would be great if somebody could figure it out, but you can't, like it takes like seventy two hours to cook some of these things. Like you know. All right, so start cooking it now, and in three days I'll be there. That's true. Regular restaurants figure it out, but I don't know. Do if, I don't know if you can. You can't like. You know, the thing with these places, it's it's one system across the board. Everywhere you go, it's the same system. It's hard to do that with barbecue. You know, that's true. That's it's like having a creme brulee fast food. You can't really. Yeah. It's just certain things aren't made for fast food, I guess. Yeah. So the biggest thing I crave lately is like Chinese food. I mean, not you know, so just like a lo mein, you just go jump right in, man. I, I was oh. I was craving Chinese food, and we tried a different place. We did, you know, don't you hate when you're? This is not exclusive to Chinese food, but when your go-to place for something starts to slip. Oh, that's the worst. And you get a couple of times where it's not that great, and you're like, oh shit, is this ever gonna rebound? I don't know. That's that's when I know. That's when I knew. I used to go to we used to go to Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. 
and in the beginning when they first opened it was amazing like the the pot they used you know they bring out a huge pot of everything crabs shrimp you know everything yeah and then when you when i went there towards the end of their run that pot was looking a little thin that's a national chain, though. It's going to be shitty no matter what, like compared to a regular no, seafood restaurant. it was great in the beginning. It was great, and they used to give away the... I have a, a cabinet full of those thick tiki glasses. <laughs> <laughs> they gave them away with every drink. <laughs> I was like, all right. I still um, have some, you know, but then they started to dwindle. No more you know, offers and the, the, the size of the meal. You know, I was still hungry after I ate. I was like, this is I have, good, but... I have a legitimate conspiracy theory, and I haven't said this much, but I think I've said this on the show. I really strongly believe that national place, national restaurants, and fast food restaurants especially, McDonald's, Wendy's, I believe that the first week or two of a new item, it's always bigger. That You know, the mm. proportion's bigger. It's a little tastier. And because I feel like people... Once they get you hooked. People see the commercials. They go in. They try it. They're like, oh, shit, this is actually not too bad. It's like First one's free. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because when you think about it, if you have, like like you said, Joe's Crab Shot, you go, it's like, oh, that's actually pretty good. You go back again, even if it's not good, you think, what do you think? Could have been an off day here. Right. I'm going I'm to give him one more chance. Like, if you take a little bit more of a loss up front, on, like, on that first week or two, get everybody hooked yeah, in, you get at the, least two other comebacks. Maybe. But now, I mean, what happened to Joe? I don't know if Joe's Crab Shot... Is still a thing, but it's not over here. We had one and it closed. It, you know, went out of business. So yeah, because that one, it, you can't because it's seafood. You can't have a na it's it's fucking red lobster. It's, it was a bootleg red lobster. Red lobster's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, but red lobster sucks. Uh, although I can't remember when we talked about red lobster, people got all mad at me for saying it's shit seafood. I I've, uh, haven't been. I've went to a red lobster I think once in my life, and it was I was a kid. I think I don't even remember, but. I, are they are they any good? I, I, no, it's awful. We did an episode where on Mother's Day, this was during the pandemic last year, like people were waiting three hours for, for Red Lobster and they were like screaming and I think somebody punched the manager or something. I forget what the story was, but I was just pontificating the way I tend to do about why would you waste Mother's Day at a fucking Red Lobster? And like literally 10 people were like, you know, you kind of hurt my feelings. I took my mom to Red Lobster this shit. I was like, oh, shit. That's because <laughs> like, you're a dick. <laughs> but you know what it is to my, for my defense, though? I, I live on Long Island. Like there's there's I, I could you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a really good local seafood place. That's got fresh, delicious seafood. That's true. I mean, if you're in fucking landlocked Oklahoma and that's your, you know, Red Lobster is your only option. I get it. OK, what else are you going to do? Yeah, I don't see any a lot of Red Lobsters in like. Cape yeah. Anything. No, and to answer your question, Red Lobster is shit. It's the fucking Applebee's of seafood, which is even worse because you can fake chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like you can fake that. You can't. Seafood is a little bit harder to fucking pull off. Seafood, it's either really good or it sucks. Yeah. The only good thing that um, and then and, then the, and like I've been to Red Lobster a couple of times. They show you like these big fat huge shrimp. You get there, it's like this tiny little fucking thing that's like. You know, inside, it's the kind of shrimp that comes in the cup of noodle soup. You're like, is this technically shrimp? I don't even, this looks like it was oh, manufactured God. somewhere. Yeah, this is uh, sea monkeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but um, but the only decent thing at Red Lobster is the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. That I could say is legitimately, like, fucking ridiculously tasty. Like I went to, uh, I used to work at this different place, and the people that I worked with at lunch, we would go to a different place all the time. 
And one time, uh, a guy we know. Are you talking about like, Puffy? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name. Is it Puffy? It's Puffy. Okay. He took us to uh, Sizzler. Yeah. And I've never been to a Sizzler before this time. And I went, and it was. I mean, maybe all other Sizzlers are great. This one, I think it was about three days from from them putting like, plywood on the on the windows. It's totally given up. Well, they were they were phoning everything in because yeah. I had I had a piece of grilled chicken. My plate when I ordered a, I ordered grilled chicken with other I don't even remember, but I remember the grilled chicken. It was you know about that big. There was no sauce on it. It was just a piece of chicken. <laughs> and I was like, what am I looking at? And it was like one other thing on the plate. I was like, this. They they took this out of the Swans. Even Swanson's has something else. You know has. Has a peach cobbler in the damn thing. Give me something <laughs> to dress it up with. Well, Sizzler, they got that salad bar. That's their big draw. It was a pe- it was a dry piece of chicken on a plate, and I'm like, and then the salad bar too was a mess. And I was like, all right, this place is obviously an, an hour and a half away from being condemned. So what are we doing here? <laughs> let's. And it was terrible. Let's talk about Puffy for a second, because I, I I wonder if people can relate to this. Puffy is a guy that we both work with. Uh, one of my favorite people on the planet. He's a great guy. Absolute best guy. And I, I, not that I don't miss him for his personality, but I swear that one of the reasons why I miss working with him every day is he, like, lunch was an, an event. event. Yeah. Every fucking day it was like, what are we doing for lunch today? He and, would, that's the thing, because he would come into the office, he would come into my office at like 10. Yep. And like just when your day is kind of getting rolling, yep. you go, what are we doing for lunch? What's for lunch? What are we and doing? I'm like, all right. Yeah. And it what wasn't like doing? it wasn't like other people that were like, what are we doing for lunch? I don't know. The deli. No, there was like serious analysis and Half thought the day planning lunch. And by the way, came with information, not one of these dicks that were like, mm-hmm. what are you doing for lunch? And then you got to come up with all the answers. You want to no, go he here? Had a plan. He fucking had a plan. And it was thought out and it was and, and shit like we've never been to blah, blah. And you're like, fuck, we've it's never. Like, yeah. Why? What, what have we been doing? Is today the day that we're going there? He's like, today might. He's like, stay tuned. And you were like, shit. And he would coordinate it and he oh. would get everybody on board. Oh. And it would be a mass exodus to whatever the hell we're going. You didn't have to and worry about who's day. driving. What's we got the, there somehow. Th- we were it was all taken care of. He was like God bless you, Puff. He was like your mom and a mater D all wrapped up into one person. It was fantastic. I had uh, such a great time working with him. Yeah, same here. Miss you, Puff. Legendary. I'll tell you what, one of the one of the three times I ever stepped foot in a godforsaken Olive Garden was because of Puffy, because he had built up such credit with me. And he was like, we got it. Today's the day. We're going to Olive Garden. And I was like, you know what? I trust you. Band of Brothers, Puffy. Band of Brothers. I'm going into this war with you. I'm happy you're my here. My favorite. My favorite. Did he ever take you to Puffy's Playground? Is what we termed it. <laughs> no, what's Puffy's Playground? It's the food court at the mall. Because <laughs> 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 it's just everything. Yeah. We used to go there like at least a couple times, once a week maybe. And it was great because everybody got their own thing. We all met at the table. And that yeah. was it. That and was you know what's great. funny? Guy worked 
fucking guy worked like he yeah it's not like he let work slide but it would be hysterical because like the general manager would walk in and be like uh listen guys this is really important and i'm gonna need this at the end of the day and i would be like shit and he'd be like we'll get there first though i heard that this burger place just opened and you would be like shit and and you it would it would the general manager's needs and lunch were on the same even keel uh, and it days, was man what happened I, I miss him so much every day i miss him and he's not that he's still alive everyone who's listening is he he's i didn't know i stopped he's, talking to him he's once alive you, oh He's okay. just, we're just not working with him at the moment. Yeah. But the way radio works, we'll probably end up working with him. Sometimes I'll text him around 10 o'clock and be like, what's for lunch, buddy? <laughs> what are we doing today? <laughs> Single tear rolls down your, your cheeks. Can we make this a virtual experience from here on out? As you, as you listen to Everybody Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. So we, we work together, me and this guy, and then we... Um, we we both went to you know separate places and I went I, this is when I worked for CBS FM and CBS FM at the time was in Times Square and it was in the same building as MTV they were owned by the same company and the MTV cafeteria was like this legendary cafeteria and it was like one of these play it was like a college cafeteria where they had like you had like the right, sandwich stands carving yeah. station you had the pizza station right you know and the food was good you know believe me it was great you know but it, it wasn't you know whatever it was but like all the MTV people were there and sometimes like just like musicians were just going in there and grabbing lunch because they had meetings and shit like that so it was like a big deal and so uh puffy was working at another station in the city and he's like you want to do lunch today now i'm like fuck yeah like, i'm all excited i'm like we're in the city now we're stepping up you know a little bit from long island to the city and um i remember being so disappointed when he was like can we eat at the mtv cafeteria and i was like oh, i guess so you got to take one for, for Puffy. yeah well he, he was excited about it i'm sure you know what, Frank? You can't always take. You can't take, 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 right. take all the time. Sometimes you got to give back. That's what a relationship exactly. is all about. And that's the kind of guy you got to every now and then. I mean, the guy, the guy's a giving guy. But you got to give back. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Puffy's a good guy. It's very rare, though, that you have somebody who cares for your taste buds as much as anything else, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Man. All right. We'll leave it there. Now I want lunch. I, I feel like we got to get Puffy involved in this some way, shape, or form, you know? He could can be our, our our craft services. Can we <laughs> just to be lunch czar? Be like, hey yeah, guys, that's I got fine. Some, I got some great programming ideas. We'll in due time, Puff. What do we? And then we'll ha we'll have like scrolled on the bottom like Puffy's recipes. <laughs> have his face like with a chef's hat on. I'm telling you, that could be a segment. He's still no joke. He literally. Okay, because I, you know, I'm obviously we're still together on social media. He posted. This has nothing. I can't believe we're talking about this. It's kind Wait, of funny. Let me guess. Is it the Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm friends with him too. He he posted pictures of like these huge buckets of what was it? The glaze from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it right here. You got it. I don't know if you could say it. Yeah, that's what he posted. He's like, my shipment came in. It was the kind of thing where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a joke, but I almost wrote like, is this for real? Like, did you order a bucket of Dunkin' Donuts chocolate yeah. frosting? But that's the back. You could tell by the tile floor and the sink or whatever that that's the back yeah. of a Dunkin' kitchen or something. But I wouldn't put it past him to order it. And also, I like, 
you, you may think like people are going to look down at that sort of behavior, but I was actually envious in that moment. I was kind of like, I didn't fucking know you could do that. And I wonder if I can come over and get some from him. I, if, if anybody could figure that out, he could, he could, he could sure he can get a bucket delivered. Yeah. He could do that's it. That's amazing. He had a hysterical post the other day too, where his wife, who was a sweetheart, this woman is so intelligent. I don't know why she's with him, but and she's yeah, been, I'll never figure that out. She's been working on the cure for cancer, like legitimately like working on the cure for cancer. I'm pretty sure yep. she's going to get there. Um, she went into a candy store and bought one piece of candy and he put a picture of her holding up the one piece of candy and his caption was so disappointed in her. <laughs> oh, puff. Puffy was a mostly, he was on the air a bunch, but he was mostly like a producer type of a guy. Yeah. And he would make me laugh so hard. I just remember saying, like, you're funnier than half these fucking people that get, that are supposed to be funny on the air. What the fuck he is going on? He comes out with good ones. He comes out with some oh, good ones. The best. The absolute best. All right. We'll leave it there. Um, I wonder if people all have that person at work, though. If you do, hold on to that person. They're tra- you'll miss them. You the- miss them when, when they're not there anymore. Oh, the best. The best. The lunch czar. The lunch czar. Love it. All right. Um, you got anything else, Frank? Nope. Just, uh, you know, cherish your puffy. Cherish your puffy. Hold on to those puffs because uh, you never know when they're gone, when right. they're going to go to another radio station and make other people happy. All right. Exactly. We'll leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for watching and are listening. Links and information over at anthonyonair.com. Uh, will Chase have a return? I don't know. Will my love affair with Dunkin' Donuts stop? Probably not ever. Uh-uh. I don't Probably. see that happening. 